In today's podcast, I am going to go over some record retention recommendations for all that wonderful church office paperwork that you have. But first, I want to share what I'm going to call a courageous obedience moment. This section of the podcast is intended to help you obey God despite the fear that you're feeling, because let's just face it, I don't care who you are, there is some area of your life that you struggle with fear or anxiety or just overwhelm, and I'm hoping that these short tidbits that I'm going to learn, either from a book I'm currently reading, a devotion I'm doing, or another podcast or coach quote that they have said, hopefully this is going to help you in some way, because this one I just thought was really cool. So today's Courageous Obedience Moment is from the book Calm Your Anxiety by Robert J. Morgan, and it's 60 Biblical Quotes for Better Mental Health. I read this one last night, and I just thought it was wonderful. And he says that equipping yourself with scriptures will help your mind to be trained to move from panic to peace, from worry to worship, and from anxiety to confident trust. He asks you to identify three scriptures that will help you make these movements and then recite them each day until you've memorized them. And it just, I love that, that we need to train our minds to move from panic to peace, from worry to worship, and from anxiety to confident trust. And of course, that confident trust is in God himself. And now let's go on to our podcast. Hello, dear friend, and welcome to the Bookkeeping with a Purpose podcast. My name is Michelle Brown, and I am an enrolled agent and church finance consultant, and I love all things Jesus, church finances, business, and books. In this podcast, we will discuss the ins and outs of church finances and clergy taxes, along with how to serve the local church as a staff member, volunteer, or through your bookkeeping business, all while keeping Jesus at the center of everything you do. So grab your notebook and pen to take some notes because we're going to learn all about church bookkeeping, payroll, compensation, and tax compliance. And I'll probably throw in an occasional episode on faith and mindset work too. So if this sounds like fun to you, then come on, let's get ready to learn. All right, welcome to the Bookkeeping with a Purpose podcast. And as I said in the intro, today we're going to talk about record retention uh, recommendations. I'm going to give you a couple of different categories. The first one is going to be records that you should retain for about five years. Now, if you know anything about the IRS, um, the IRS uh, audit and reviews are generally for the past three years, unless they, you know, suggest or suspect, sorry, uh, fraud, then they can go back to the Stone Ages if they want to. But anyways, generally they go back three years for reviews. So sometimes depending on if you filed in April and that's three years from when you file. So depending on when you file in the year, that could come up to like four years and three months or something, something, something. So anyways, so we just suggest five years. Okay. So these are the records that your church needs to keep generally for five years. The first one is going to be offering envelopes for those churches that still use offering envelopes. And I still use mine each week when I give my tithe, when I get paid is I still use, put my check in the envelope. I write the check number on there, the amount and the date is on there. So, but there is an exception to the five-year rule for offering envelopes, okay? 
So if you give your donors an annual contribution statement, which you should, okay, you need to include a statement advising members to request any needed corrections to those statements within a certain period of time. All right. So as you know, the regular uh, IRS individual tax return filing date is April 15th, but people can also request an extension, which is for six months, which gets them to October 15th. So just, you know, suggest a time, maybe nine, 10 months to give them for corrections. And this is going to allow them adequate time for those who request an extension to get their taxes filed and to use the October 15th date instead of the April 15th date. Okay. All right. So this statement should include an explanation that supporting documentation for these contributions will be destroyed after that time, which is your offering envelopes. So if this is done, then you can destroy those offering envelopes after that time period rather than holding on to them for five years. So basically, it depends on do you want to keep boxes of offering envelopes for five years or do you want to put a statement on your year-end contribution statement saying, hey, guys, you've got, you know, just to be safe, 10 months to get these, um, any corrections that you need. After that, they're going bye-bye. Okay. All right. So the second thing that you need to keep for five years are the actual annual contribution statements. Um, any written acknowledgments of charitable contributions that you give. Like when I was on staff, if someone, especially if someone passed away in the church, someone from out of town would make a one-time contribution to the church in memory of the person that passed away. Well, I knew that this person, individual was out of town. They weren't going to be given any more money throughout the year. So I would immediately send them an acknowledgement statement at that time instead of doing a year-end statement for them, okay? Because if you do a single written acknowledgement of the contribution, when the contribution is given, you do not have to do an additional year-end contribution statement. All right, another thing you want to keep for five years are um, written verification of participants in short-term mission projects that are approved by the church. Um substantiation of business-related expenses that have been reimbursed by the church as part of your accountable reimbursement plan, okay? Any receipts that you get. So, or if um, Cindy Joe goes to Walmart to get um, goodies for the fellowship dinner coming up, she brings in a receipt, you reimburse her. You need to get, keep copies of those reimbursement receipts for five years, all right? Um, designation of housing allowance for ministers and their job descriptions. And you're saying, why does that matter? Okay, because if the if your minister gets audited and they are checking his questioning his housing allowance, remember that housing allowance has to be documented and it has to be proactive instead of retroactive and they are only allowed to receive it in the course of serving in ministry. So that's why having that job description there showing that, yes, they're doing the Lord's Supper or they're doing baptisms or weddings or whatever so that they do qualify for housing allowance. OK, and then, of course, you need to keep uh, copies of IRS forms. OK, this is going to be your quarterly 941s. Um, your employer copy of your W-2s, any 990-Ts that you file for your unrelated uh, 
business income W-4s on your employees and any 1099s that you issue. Okay. So all of these that I just mentioned are records that you want to retain for five years. Okay. After five years is done, you can dump them. All right. The second group, these are records that you want to keep permanently till Jesus comes back. Okay. <laughs> you want to keep these. All right, so these are going to be things, obviously, anything related to your church property, if you own the property or your rental agreement, lease agreement, um, your church incorporation papers, which are your articles of incorporation that you filed with your state, okay, your church constitution and bylaws, because if you ever get audited, one of the things the auditor is going to request is to see a copy of your church bylaws. Um, any records regarding exemption from sales tax or property taxes, all right? And then just any other legal records for your church that they have. Um, one of the things that I run into quite often is when I get take on a new church client, I ask for a copy of their 501c3 paperwork and or their EIN. This one is the big one, their EIN number that they get from the IRS. They have no idea where it is. No idea. So we have to request another one. All right. So another thing you want to keep permanently for your church are any documents related to church policies. Okay. This would include things like your job descriptions, um, policies related to employee compensation, your benefits, um, your, um, your ARP, which is your accountable reimbursement plan. And then also if you do... Your housing allowance needs to be, you need to do this one of two ways. You need to either designate it at the beginning of every year, okay? Or you can do what they call a safety net housing allowance, which basically you put in the the many, the, excuse me, meeting minutes um, that says that the housing allowance is set at X amount of dollars until further notice or until further change and will continue to renew this annually until such changes are requested. Okay. All right. And then it's also anything you get from the IRS or your state or local taxing agencies, keep those. Okay. Because they may be relevant. One of those is please, please, please keep that EIN form. If you don't have it, you can request it's an SS4 um, from the IRS. It's totally free. It doesn't cost you anything, but you need to have that on file because not, I mean, not only do you need to have it for tax purposes or, you know, if you're outsourcing any of your bookkeeping or payroll, but also even if you've been with the same bank for 50 years, if you go to change banks, they're going to want a copy of that. And you need to have that, okay? If you have officially uh, filed Form 1023 to get your 501c3 designation, you need to keep a copy of that application. And then some churches, if you've the church has been around for a while, back in 1984, you could file Form 8274, which was the form to request exemption from the church portion of the FICA taxes. If you've got that, then you also need to copy, excuse me, keep a copy of that form as well. Okay, so I know that was a lot. Um, I will try to get these all in the show notes for you. If not, you can go back and listen again and write your notes down, pause, um, listen to it as many times as you want to. 
Um, but that's going to be it. Those are record retention. Some things you just need to keep till Jesus comes back. And some things you tell them you got five years or you've got, you know, for these offering envelopes. Don't forget that the exemption to that is if you put that blurb on your annual contribution statements, telling them how long they have, then you can destroy those after that time. And then also I will put in the show notes, speaking of blurbs, because we're talking about annual contribution statements in here, is you need to make sure that you have the IRS approved blurb that needs to go on that contribution statement. And I'm going to give you a really good one to use if you're printing your own statements. You can type this up and put that at the bottom of it. Or if you're in QuickBooks, because QuickBooks only gives you a certain amount of space in your footer, I'll also put the blurb in there that you can use if you're using QuickBooks desktop to print your contribution statements. Okay. All right. So until next time, my friends, I think that's going to be a wrap. And I hope that this information was helpful to you. Um, I'm looking forward to 2024 and tons and tons of information that I want to pass along to you guys that I hope that is helpful to you. Um, but as always, remember to strive to make an impact and not just an income and always look your best, do your best and be your best. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. If you learned something new or were inspired in any way, please do me a huge Omongo favor and leave me a fantastic five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people to find the show and then share this episode with someone who you think it could help. Until next time, my friend, be blessed.